And now we have Alan Dershowitz. What's going on in our legal system? Well, I'm glad I got two lawyers in the uh, in the studio. <laughs> two Cox smart ones, and Craig Eaton, and uh, bring in Alan Dershowitz. I'm not a lawyer, but I'll bring him in. Uh, for- and a Dersh student. Oh, oh yeah, were you? Oh, at, at Harvard, absolutely. I didn't know that. Okay, well then, now we got one of the students here you too. Know, at you're, Cox. you're Harvard, Harvard, and I'm a, I'm a NYU dropout. Okay, and I'm a South Carolina grad. <laughs> that's why you're a billionaire, and I'm still a struggling lawyer. <laughs> Did you read the book? You would have made two. two uh, that's billion. right. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, lawyer, lawyers have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring in Professor Alan Dershowitz, the great constitutional scholar, uh, and of course, longtime Harvard law professor. Professor Dershowitz, your great book. Get Trump. Um, we got a whole bunch of Supreme Court questions for you. But first, I've got to ask you about some of this big news. Um, I'm sure you probably saw this, but the U.S. attorney, David Weiss, this is the guy in Delaware, uh, the one who was overseeing the investigation of Hunter Biden, the IRS whistleblower, came out and said uh, he didn't have full authority. They felt right. hampered. Right. He writes a letter uh, to Jim Jordan just recently saying, um, you know, I had authority, but then he had a line in there that everybody's talking about. But he said, but I was geographically limited. Um, what do you make of the word salad that's coming out? Well, I don't think it's a word salad. I think he's saying that there's a direct conflict between what Attorney General Garland said and what he said. If, if it was geographically limited, he didn't have full authority. Uh, we're not talking about prosecuting a case on the moon. We're talking about prosecuting a case in the District of Columbia, right next door to Delaware. He didn't have authority to do that, apparently, or in Los Angeles. And so this judge, this judge cannot and should not accept this plea bargain as in the best interest, in the public interest. He has to call Garland and Weiss, and he has to subject them to grueling cross-examination. And if he won't do it, he ought to bring somebody in to do it, somebody like Judicial Watch. That can ask them precisely what was the limitation on his authority. Could he have gone after Biden if he had found evidence? And I'm not saying there is any evidence. I hope there wasn't. But if there was any evidence of criminal conduct outside of the District of Delaware, that's what geographically constrained means. So this plea bargain cannot be accepted. It would be wrong and it would be in violation of the rule of law. You know, did you see Professor Dershowitz, by the way, you brought up Judicial Watch. Um, Heritage Foundation has filed a lawsuit against the DOJ um, asking for records between Weiss, you know, um, and also Hunter Hunter Biden, like kind of communications, documents. Could that provide something that would maybe show the judge? Yes. You know, thank God on July 4th for our system of checks and balances. And our system of checks and balances goes beyond what you learn in civics. Uh, you know, the legislature, executive and judiciary. It includes you, the media. It includes organizations, NGOs, organizations like uh, the one you mentioned and Judicial Watch. That's our system of checks and balances. Nobody is sovereign. You know, when de Tocqueville was once asked uh, when he came to America, we know in England the king is sovereign. We know in so-and-so the prime minister is sovereign. Who is sovereign in the United States? And Tocqueville says, checks and balances. That's who's sovereign in the United States. The system is sovereign in the United States, ultimately the people. And we are not being well served by this plea bargain unless we get to the bottom of it. Look, I admire the lawyers who brought this about. They're great lawyers. I know them. They did a phenomenal job. I don't fault the lawyers. I fault the Justice Department. 
I fault the uh, the court if it doesn't look into this. I'm going to keep an open mind about that. But the court cannot accept this plea bargain unless it resolves this dispute, this disparity between the attorney general of the United States and his his U.S. attorney. And, you know, particularly today, July 4th, which to me is one of the most important holidays. My grandmother, who was an immigrant from Poland, spoke with a thick accent. On July 4th, would make all of us stand and do the Pledge of Allegiance and sing the, the Star Spangled Banner. She was unbelievable patriot. And for her, July 4th was almost as important as Yom Kippur. That was how American she was. And today we're losing some of that. I see some woke people now saying, oh, we shouldn't celebrate July 4th because look, the Declaration of Independence was written by people who enslaved other people. Yeah. Uh, nobody, I, I hate that. Yeah. And, and our country has done more, it's contributed more to the world than any country in the world. And we ought to be proud of it and we ought to praise it and we ought to criticize it when it deserves criticism. But uh, July 4th. Uh, well, Caesar had slaves too. We should take down the, <laughs> the statue of Caesar's uh, at Caesar's Palace. Yeah, Caesar's Chris, Casino. Not, not right. at Caesar's Palace, John. That's one of my favorite places. Right. But Craig, yeah, Craig, you want a lot Craig, of money. You had a question. <laughs> Pro- Professor, I'm telling you, you're right on point here. Um, this explanation of the geographical limitation is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we live in the greatest country in the world here, and our system of justice is under attack. I mean, the yeah. it, the political prosecution and the double standards and the lack of, you know, common sense, I mean, it, it's so distasteful. I don't know what we can do. Well, we can do. We can fight back. We don't take it sitting down. We don't say just because – it's the president's son or just because the judge says this or because the attorney general says this, we accept it. We're a country of fighting back. We're a country of show me, prove it to me. We're skeptical. We love our country, but we're skeptical about it. And, um, you know, look, I just want to make one other point. I'll never forget uh, what happened 47 years ago on July 4th. I was sitting alone and I got a phone call from a dear friend of mine, a judge who I clerked for. And this was the 200th anniversary of the uh, Declaration of Independence, uh, 76, 1976. And he said, did you hear what happened now in the Middle East? Uh, that was the same day that the Israelis uh, liberated the uh, people who had been captured by terrorists in Entebbe. And, and the same day that Jonathan Netanyahu was killed. And I knew the Netanyahu family. So I'll never forget that day, uh, 47 years ago. Uh, in 1976, which brought together for me the love, my love of America, and my great support for Israel, and the fact that they are both fighting evil, that America has fought fascism, Israel has fought terrorism, and it's not free. It takes lives. Jonathan Netanyahu was a great person, and he lost his life rescuing those innocent people, just the way so many Americans have lost their lives maintaining our liberty. So it's a day in which I remember uh, with fondness all the sacrifices that we've all made to maintain our liberty. Professor Dershowitz, uh, you know, we have another minute or so. Tell us what you're feeling today. On uh, Is our legal system broken? Are we going to be able to fix it? Yes to both. It's broken, very badly broken, and we can fix it. Fortunately, we have a constitution, and the constitution sets limits to how much damage politically correct and woke people can do. And uh, look, it's, it's a work in progress. I didn't agree with all the Supreme Court decisions this term, but I agreed with a lot of them. And I can, in America, I can disagree with those 
decisions, and I can bring lawsuits if I don't like them, and I can seek legislation if I don't like the Supreme Court decisions or a constitutional amendment. You know, nothing is static in the United States. Nothing ever ends. Nobody, there's no king that says, I am the final authority. There's no final authority in the United States, and that's one of the wonders that we have to celebrate on July 4th. It's never final. It's never over. We can always do better. Right. And we can. And by the way, now I know why I love you. Uh, you mentioned your grandmother, immigrant from Poland. My father was from Poland, too. So bravo. I love that. Now I know why I adore you, Professor Dershowitz. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so and much. Let everybody, let everybody continue their love for America while criticizing what we disagree with. That's yes. what freedom is all about. And, and and that's what freedom is all about, and that's what America is all about. That we can both disagree and still love each other, and and yeah, that's and, and that's the whole thing. The show. Yes. That's what I love about this show. You know, we have people from. But I don't have any Democrats today. Nobody came to work today for the Democratic <laughs> Party. You got one of my former students that makes up for anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get the dirt on him at some other time on Ed Cox. No, how he right. wasn't. No, how he wasn't class. <laughs> <laughs> Thank no, you so I, much. I, I ain't squealing. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. 